Welcome to the Establish Love Podcast. What's up, Warriors? Thank you so much for joining and being here with us. We are so proud that you are taking steps toward healing and wholeness. We believe God is calling women to the arena to grow and trust in Him, the author, creator, and perfecter of our faith. We know that pursuing healing and wholeness isn't an easy path, nor does it always seem clear, but we hope to remind you that He is good and ever so near. Our vision for Established Love is for women healed and whole from sexual, emotional, and physical trauma. We want women to encounter, be transformed, and catapulted from surviving to thriving in life. Thank you again, Warriors, for tuning into the Established Love Soul Sessions. What's up, Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Sessions. My name is Sherilyn. And my name is Soli. And we are so excited to have you back listening with us again this week. We will be continuing our mini-series on identity, and this week we'll be covering the word, Am I Dirty? such a good question. I feel like that's something that we struggle with in our narrative without even realizing we operate out of this idea of, am I dirty? Am I clean? Purity is such a big issue now uh, in the church, I think needs to be more talked about. And this is such an amazing podcast episode, guys. We have a very, very special guest. We have Jennifer Kim here with us. She is the founder of Healing Well Ministries, and she's a pastor in New York City. She's graduated with her Master's of Divinity from Alliance Theological Seminary, where she also works with Dr. Robert Reamer, the professor and author of Soul Care. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to join you guys on this amazing podcast. We just love what you're doing and the ministry of Healing Well. Can you tell us a little bit of what Healing Well ministry is? Introduce yourself a little bit for our guests and our listeners. Sure. So Healing Well ministry is a ministry that really helps people walk out their spiritual and emotional healing. Um, It really started with uh, my personal healing journey and my journey to really um, find the healing that I felt like I couldn't find. I'm in my early 20s. And I went through a lot of different conferences and sessions, um, inner healing sessions specifically about finding freedom in some past um, wounds regarding family um, as well as relationships um, because they kept lurking in my life. And a long story short, that healing brought me to a radical encounter with the Lord that made me realize oh, if more people knew about this, the church would have healthier people. And so I went on a pursuit of helping other people in their healing journey. And that's really how Healing Well Ministry started. Wow, that's that's amazing because I've noticed that oftentimes a lot of the ministries or churches, uh, when I hear pastor stories, it really comes from their own experience and their own journey of walking it out. And so what has inner healing looked like for you? What does it look like for Healing Well Ministries? What is really the purpose of healing and inner healing? Yeah, so I think the best illustration that I've been able to come um, up with in terms of what inner healing is, is it's really just a bridge. Um, 
it's a bridge in helping people really encounter the freedom of living in the fullness of what scripture has for them. And a lot of times what happens is past hurts and past wounds um, prevent us from actually feeling that scripture is true to someone's life. Mm -hmm. So for example, a lot of people know that God loves them, but they don't feel like God loves them. And what inner healing does is it helps you trace why you have that belief system. And it really brings you through a process of sanctifying maybe a memory, maybe a relationship or something, whatever that root that made you believe that lie, it helps kind of tie that experience to what God has to say about it. And when you have that encounter with the Lord in that experience, it's able to bridge your life and sanctify and restore you to bring you to a place of not only knowing the truth of scripture, but really believing in it. And when you believe it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you can walk in that fullness. Wow, I think that's such a good point that you had said is going back to the root cause of where did this start? Where did this beliefs take root in my life and then in my narrative? And then heal through that so you can walk in the purpose that God has for you in just even receiving the identity of being a child of God. And do you find that in your experience for doing this for many years, do you find that there are specific traumas that leave more of a challenge to overcome or to heal through than others? Or what has that looked like for you? Um, I think that's a hard question to answer only because everyone's trauma um, is very unique to the person. So, um, you know, somebody can experience um, an event and somebody who has a healthy family may be able to brush that experience off. Um, Or if they have a really incredible support system, they're able to do that. While others, if depending on their past, their background, their support system, it can become a very traumatic event. And even age and maturity um, has a lot to do with how somebody perceives an experience or a memory. But generally speaking, I found that uh, wounding from family, particularly parents um, and um, early stage, early memories, those are very, very difficult um, because it carries through to their life and parents are supposed to be that foundational um, component of building character, building identity, building your faith. And so though I would say parents are, traumatic experiences from parents are probably the hardest. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that on different levels. of having different family traumas. Can you give us some tips on how we can have compassion or how can we respond to friends or even family members that are still dealing with that trauma Some things that we can do to address that? Yeah, I think um, the first step in really beginning to heal and mend um, past experiences and traumas is really to begin having conversations about them. for my experience, what I found is that 
the number one reason people do not come for inner healing is because they don't want to dig up the past because they're afraid of what might come up, what emotions might come up, how they may respond and how it may affect the relationship. But um, that first initial step has to become a part of your healing journey and um, really standing in courage and facing um, your past. And I would say you need a safe space, safe people to really begin that conversation, whether it's with a pastor, a professional counselor, an inner healing minister, even close trusted mentors or friends. But when you have that space to really begin talking about it is when the Lord really begins to give you next steps on what to do because you're bringing it to the light. And anything that is brought to the light will become a light. But anything that's in darkness will just stay and it will stay as trauma. So my first tip would be begin the conversation with someone safe and start to uh, pray prayers of courage for you to be able to address past wounds and traumas. Wow, that's such a helpful tip because I think it's so easy when you know, just even my own journey of walking through trauma, that was the hardest part is to talk about it because for so long, I lived in this idea of if other people knew my story, it would be too much or it would, you know, just showcase how unworthy I actually am because these things has happened to me. And that's so important what you just said about bringing it into the light and having conversations with safe and trusted people about what had happened. And do you suggest ways we can be a safe place for people or what it looks like to be a safe place for other people? Yes, absolutely. I think the art of listening is one of the most important things of, of being a inner healing minister um, because a lot of times when people come um, hoping for safe spaces, they just want to be loved and accepted fully for who they are. And exactly as you said, Soli, people don't want to talk about it because there is a fear of how they may be perceived for the experiences that they've had. I think for anyone who has the privilege, and I really do think it's a privilege, to be able to sit and listen to somebody who's had some uh, difficult past and traumas, I would say to really just listen and love on them and know that you fully love and accept them for who they are, even through some of the most difficult seasons and moments of their life. And when you can fully love and accept them as they're sharing, it reflects the heart of Christ. The heart of Christ is that as you are, no matter who you are, you can come and you will be loved. And that is really an incredible source of healing in and of itself, because it shows that we are broken vessels, but we are broken vessels that are deeply loved by the Father. Mm. And if we can shed that light, that is one of the greatest sources of healing for anybody experiencing um, pain and trauma. Wow, that's good. The art of listening. 
arts. Wow. Truly an art. Yes, definitely. I feel like the church would benefit if we had more seminars on the art of listening. Mm. Mm, yes. That's so true because I feel like it's easy to bring out the scriptures, you know, okay, let's just pray when, yeah. you know, so it's almost like being uncomfortable with someone else's pain. And it, and it's mm-hmm. like, how do we respond to that? And mm-hmm. I've seen that I think more often than not is this awkwardness of, I don't know how to respond. So maybe pray, <laughs> baby verse. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I feel yeah. like sometimes as a Christian, our initial response is when someone's dealing with a trauma or any type of issue is just, just pray about it. Or we recite a scripture and we think that's enough. And of course, the word of God is always more than enough. But sometimes we have to like, I think, get out of our um, quick response to just say a scripture, say a prayer, but just hear people out. I think sometimes, sometimes people just need to vent, you know, like sometimes they just need to like, get everything out in the open so that they can like breathe a little bit easier. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the thing about inner healing is that um, a lot of people who come for healing, they know the truth. They know scripture. They know God loves them. They know that uh, nothing can separate them from the love of Christ. They know they are, um, a victor and not a victim. They know all biblical truths. But the problem that they're facing is that even though they know it cognitively, they don't actually feel loved or they don't feel like the truths apply to them. And a lot of times what the church does is that they will just regurgitate. You have to declare truth. You have to declare truth. But they many people come for inner healing because that isn't doing it enough for them. Wow. And, and so learning to be that place of just listening rather than giving solutions, I think a lot of uh, care and a lot of healing would happen in the church if we could uh, teach them that there is an emotional component to biblical truth that we need to address. And I think that's the component that's missing a lot of times. Wow. We should do a seminar or a podcast on just listening. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be helpful for even me. That would be perfect for me. <laughs> I'm not always listening. I can admit to that. But I, I can relate to what you're saying, Jen. I think I've there have been seasons of my life where I've been there. Well, I know the word of God. I know that this is true no matter what I how I'm feeling, no matter my circumstances. But sometimes reality is harsh and it hurts. And it's, it's not always easy to apply or declare over yourself the word of God. So what, how can we, if, say if we don't have someone that we can go to, what is something that we can do in those moments where we feel like life is like gripping us and it seems like just declaring the word of God is not enough? Yeah, so uh, this is a little, I have to give a little bit of deliverance um, background to be able to um, where I have to give a little bit of delivery co- deliverance context in order to uh, be able to explain this. But what happens when you declare truth and if it doesn't penetrate the heart, 
it's usually because there's a lie that is louder than the truth. And what I tell people to do is to actually reject the lie that they're believing. Um, and this is what we do in deliverance ministry as well, is we're trying to find the lie that they believe that's preventing them from believing the truth. And so for anybody who's really struggling um, and maybe they're in bed and they can't sleep and they're being tormented or they're living life and the constant feeling that they have is nobody likes me, nobody accepts me. I would say instead of just regurgitating truth is to reject the lie because the enemy is able to enforce a lie, is able to repeat the lie in your life if you give it right to. And the way that we break that right is if you reject it. And so it may seem very simple, but the power of rejecting a lie is what allows the truth to be able to penetrate. But when a lie is rooted in your heart, when even if you declare truth, it's going to bounce right off of your heart because it has that lie has ground to stay. And so I would say reject the lie in Jesus's name and and then declare the truth. And so what does that look like on a daily process? Like, would you say that's a daily, you know, verbiage that people will walk through or what does that look like in terms of like progress versus like arrived yeah I would say anybody who hasn't experienced a full healing um, experience will have lies that are repeated in their minds very often and so for example um, growing up, I carried the lie that I am unlovable for a very long time. And so how that would manifest is if I was in a group setting, I would feel like nobody in that group loves me. If I was invited to a party, I would be like, I'm only invited because of this, this, and this. Um, I always felt like an outsider. I always felt like no matter how much somebody loved me or showed their love, by throwing me a party, giving me a gift, showing affection, I couldn't really accept it. So in cases like that, even if I rejected the lie, you know, that I'm unlovable, it wouldn't have brought me to freedom because I had a experience that made me believe that lie. Right? And so until I took care of that, that lie kept walking with me. And that's what we call deep-rooted lies and uh, deep wounding. But there are other lies that the enemy simply uses just to kind of get at you. Um, and so for me, I've experienced healing from this wounding of my childhood. But every once in a while, the Lord, or excuse me, the enemy will try to remind me of that lie. But because I've experienced healing, I will just say in Jesus name, I reject that because I know what is true. And so there's some wounding that you really need some deep level healing first to be able to practice this. Uh, but until then, um, I would say that it still has power, but that 
lie will continue to come back every once, very often actually, if you have deep wounding. Um, and so progress really has to happen through deep healing first of the memories and traumas that you've experienced that makes you believe that lie. Wow, that's so good. I think because I know for me in my healing journey, I have faced discouragement of, oh, I should have gotten this by now. Or why am I still struggling with these narratives? And I think that helps clear up just anyone who may have felt discouraged by the process or the progress is that if there are deep rooted lies that you have just a lot of wounding from or deep wounding lies, that it takes time to really renew that mind and that narrative. Because if you lived by a certain narrative for 10 years, you know, it may take a while to walk out of those 10 years of constant narrative of the same Mm -hmm. thing. Absolutely. And I think this is why it's so important to raise children with really biblical truth. Because as when parents set a foundation of belief and identity, that's what children will run with. And for somebody like myself that was not raised as a Christian, I had to undo a lot of identity that was not of the Lord because I was not raised with those foundation and principles. And so I always tell people it's not too late. If anything, my life shows that it's not too late. Uh, But I do really encourage parents to really be intentional about identity formation. Because to unravel and unpack that does take time, but it is possible. And it's never too late. Um, And I've seen incredible, incredible healing in people um, in short amount of time because they had radical encounter of the Lord as well. And so to anybody who thinks it's a daunting experience to unpack maybe 10, 20, 30 years of uh, past wounds and um, identity, missed uh, identity and I am statements, I would say, you never know what the Lord can do and how fast he can do it. And if he's slow, there's a reason he's slow with it because uh, there are some memories that for the sake of causing more trauma, the Lord reveals it ever so slowly as well. But God's timing truly is sovereign. Amen. I'm feeling encouraged. What about you, Sherilyn? Yes, I I think it's very, very encouraging that to know that there's always hope, of course, with Jesus, there's always hope and that God takes the time. Um, I love what you said, Jen, that he takes the time to reveal certain things so it doesn't cause more trauma. So good. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being here and just sharing your wisdom and just your journey with us. Are there any last tips or insight that you'd like to share with our listeners any last words you'd like people to know before we close off this session yes I think I'd like to tell every I'd like to say this to everyone who um, is thinking about um, heal their healing journey is I know that it can seem very overwhelming 
And I know it can seem like a very daunting task, but what I've experienced through people who've um, gone through sessions with me is that after every single session, there is a freedom that they achieve and that freedom is manifested in their life. And that freedom, every time somebody comes back to me to give me their testimony, they say it was worth it. And I know there's a lot of um, thoughts about what inner healing is. There's a lot of methods. There's a lot of um, opinions and theological foundations to it. But I would say that if you are looking to find the freedom that you need, you have to fight for it. And it may not be inner healing, but I would say everybody needs people and safe spaces to talk about deep wounds. And part of faith is actually pursuing the fullness of freedom. I wanna encourage everyone to really fight for their healing. Uh, whatever way that they choose is to find a way that really places them in the center of the heart of Christ. And that is to be fully loved and accepted. And so no matter what you think you have to unpack, no matter how long you think that will take, allow God to really meet you and surprise you and what he has for you. I think everybody who comes to me for sessions say it's not what they thought would happen, but it was one of the best things that they've done for themselves. And it really has to become a personal choice. Uh, but thank you guys so much for um, inviting me. This was so much fun. And I hope that this um, brings some type of encouragement to somebody who listens to your podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Jen, for taking the time. And Warriors, Jen said it so well, fight for the healing and fight for the things that God has for you. I know I personally have walked through inner healing and it was a challenging journey, but it was the best thing that I could have given myself and really meeting the Lord and the Lord just meeting me and changing me. And so, yes, Warriors, join us in the arena. We pray that you would have courage boldness and faith to pursue all that God has for you in all that you do. And so warriors, if you loved what Jen was sharing today, come and join us at the conference, the beautiful exchange conference on October 9th. She will be there. She will be our main speaker. Um, it's going to be wild guys. Uh, Jesus is going to just wreck us. We're, we're excited for it and we can't wait. Uh, for you to join us. It is free. The registration will be there with the Eventbrite link. And we are so excited. And Sherilyn's going to share with us just how you can connect with us. So you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're at est.loveNYC. Um, there you can find the link to the Eventbrite where you can sign up um, for the conference. And if you have any questions that you want to ask us or you want to ask Jen, feel free to message us on Instagram or Facebook and we would love to get back to you. Um, we also will be sharing some resources um, for inner healing um, that you can, you can start your journey and your process. So thank you again for listening. We're so glad that you joined us this week. Until next time, bye warriors. Bye. Thanks for listening in. We hope you're leaving encouraged and inspired. Until next time, warriors.